contemporary youthful Christian collective commissioned to make impact by sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and making disciples. Thank you for listening to our podcast. I believe it's going to impact your walk with our Lord Jesus. Peace. Have you ever seen those tracks that he said, Hendo? You are going to hell. I mean, you, you, you give a guy a track, you are going to hell. <laughs> Come on, man. I had, a, I, had a, I had a tough day. Don't give me this track. I feel like I've been in hell all day at my job. You know, this, this is a bad time to give me a track like this. And so they jump out of the water. Instead of giving a track, ask someone if you could take him for lunch. See, that's putting him in the water. Or offer to pay their grocery bills at the food store. That's a little bit more inviting than give me a track that says go to hell. You know, this is the spirit that we have. And, and, you know, remember this, that you must become the answer to the, to the prayer of people. They're praying for help. Become the help. Whatever you permit, you, you are responsible for. You know, presently in the Bahamas, we were battling with this issue of uh, gaming, gambling in the Bahamas. And people wonder why my position is very, very technical. The reason is because all of us allowed it for 47 years. We allowed it. And we didn't rise up at any time and demanded that the government stopped it. Did we? Did we? You all look like you are trying to play innocent. No, we allowed it. So you can't really blame anyone. Whatever you allow, you cannot criticize. Whatever you permit, you are responsible for. So how do we go in there now and bring correction? And so my conclusion is you can let things happen or you can make things happen. I would prefer that we are of the people of initiative. I like this picture. If you want something in your life you've never had, you have to do something you've never done. And I love that picture. Got to take a leap and leave the others behind who don't want to change the world. They want to remain in a safe place. You want to go out of the hot water. <laughs> you want to go to the, the unknown territory of influence. How do I make a difference in the world? To win people to the kingdom of God, the number one word is wisdom. Proverbs chapter 11, we read this last week. I want to read it again. It says, the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, and he who wins souls must be wise. It didn't say, he who is powerful wins souls, or he who is a good anointed preacher wins souls, or he who can speak in tongues wins souls, or he who can handle tracks skillfully will win souls, or he can go witnessing and win souls. It says, he who is what? Wise. Wisdom is an amazing thing. You know the Bible calls Jesus the wisdom of God. 
It never says that Christ has wisdom. <laughs> God has wisdom. And Jesus Christ is the wisdom of God in action. Okay, let me ask you. How did God send Jesus into the earth to save the world? If you, if you study it, you'll be amazed. First of all, he didn't come as God. That's wisdom, eh? If you're going to win the people, you can't send someone that they will be afraid of. Hello? So the Bible says God, God, the almighty, powerful, omnipotent one who cannot be, you know, who cannot even fill the universe. This powerful, awesome God became a man and you thought he was your brother. That's wisdom, eh? God says, I'm going to become just like them. They won't even know it's me until it's too late. Do you know why? Because God actually tried the boiling water before. Do you remember? When they were in the desert, right? God told Moses, tell the people to come out to the desert and meet me at that mountain over there. I want to speak to them directly. That was the command. So Moses told the people, Tomorrow morning, at, um, tomorrow afternoon at 3 o'clock, wash your clothes. Everybody wash their bodies. We're going before the holy God. We're going to meet at the mountain. And he says specifically at 3 o'clock, we go to the mountain. God says he will come down and he will speak to all the people. So everybody washed their clothes the next day and they got on their white robes and everything. And everybody went there and they were waiting for God. And the Bible says, and the Lord descended upon the mountain. And what happens? There was lightning and thunder and earthquakes and the rocks fell and the earth began to quake and things began to fall apart. And the people turned around and ran as fast as they could away from God. And the Bible says they hid in their tents. And while they were running, they shouted, Moses, you talk to him. <laughs> now keep in mind, God wanted to speak to them personally so he came down in his awesome form and they ran the very God that delivered them they ran from I wonder how many people run from you when you show up to work with your Bible and you quoting scripture around the warehouse. I mean, how many people do you run away from you in the boardroom because you keep talking about the scriptures say? So God decided, I ain't trying that no more. This time when I go, I'm going to be one of them. They even ain't going to realize the difference. Let me quote what John said. John said, and the word became flesh. Watch this. And dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory as of the only begotten Son of the Father. In other words, we were able to look at God, the glory of God, and not be afraid this time. Do you chase people because you manifest the in the name of Jesus? Or do you say, Can I have some water, please? Sounds familiar, huh? God walked up to a woman and asked for a glass of water. Influence, not power. 
wisdom not volume how loud you can talk how boisterous you can be how right you think you are slow down wisdom wins souls take a note of this one this is very important Matthew 10 he says I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves so be ye therefore what there's that word again wise as serpents and harmless as a dove he is giving you instruction take that t-shirt off that says Jesus is Lord you are going to hell if you don't believe in him take it off this is the problem of influence you cannot influence people who move away from you who you chase <laughs> you cannot influence people who are afraid to be around you there are some saints I don't want to be around they even frighten me ah, excuse me I'm gone excuse me ma'am you got issues excuse me sir and people don't understand it's not about how loud or how boisterous you are it's how wise you are don't ever tell a sinner that they are a sinner do you know why they know <laughs> you don't got to tell them you tell a guy who's smoking you shouldn't smoke the guy knows you shouldn't smoke even the sinner knows it's bad for him so that the smoking is not the problem if I'm in pain you say boy you in pain you ain't helping me I know I'm in pain I don't need confirmation of my sin I need hope as wise as serpents harmless as doves now I want to show you why you must be careful because if you offend a person you can't win them I want to repeat this again it says in Proverbs 18 verse 19 a brother offended is harder to win than a city with walls that word strong city means city with walls around it a brother what offended is harder to win and the result is what contention they will fight with you, argue with you, they will test you, they will, they will, they will resist you, they, they start rowing you. Why? It's contention. Because you offended them. I think the key to my success with, with the situation I get involved in is because I understand what I'm teaching you. I understand the dynamics of influence, the wisdom of influence what's the purpose and goal of influence write this down and this is where we get in now to the practical stuff okay write this down number one what's the purpose and goal for influence first to communicate the message of the kingdom to the marketplace and that means every marketplace whether it's politics or business or law or health or medicine or education or mechanics or technology 
or masons or construction whatever field you go in with your gift that's the place you are supposed to bring influence to communicate the kingdom to the marketplace number two to communicate in the language of that marketplace that means you got to study the language of that marketplace get a copy of the last session please because I talked a lot about language remember the language yeah every profession has its own language and if you're going to influence that profession you must study the language of it law has its own language medicine has its own language entertainment has its own language technology has its own language so you can't just go into any market and say you're going to be a witness because you don't understand their language what I have done and I continue to do every day is I keep studying the language of as many markets as possible because I figure the Apostle Paul was good at it the Apostle Paul says I become all things to all men that I may win some of them to the Jew I become a Jew the gender become a gender in other words I learned their language and their culture and number three the goal is to convince people not to offend them number four the goal is to impact people and not to impose on them I wish I could take some of you with me in the environment where I go you know my wife and I we went to Malaysia it is illegal to witness in Malaysia you will actually go to jail did you know that in Malaysia it's illegal you cannot talk about Jesus to anyone in Malaysia it's against the law it's a Muslim country so now they invited me to come and speak hey and guess who invited me first they invited me to speak to the judges of the courts so I went to this hotel room room full of judges this is the people who put you in jail they said we want to do a seminar with them on leadership for the whole day then they took us to the Sony manufacturing plant where they make televisions and cameras and all that stuff and they said you got 2,000 workers here you got to train them and you got to train 50 or 60 managers and then you got to talk to the presidents of the companies for a whole day and you cannot mention God and Jesus I said give me the microphone when I was finished they invited me back after every session they ran outside and bought all my books my books full of Jesus now I they told me I couldn't talk about Jesus so I have a problem so I spoke for hours never quoted a scripture can you do that and I spoke their language I spoke business and economics and science I spoke management principles and, and investment principles I spoke with leadership and it was powerful and they said come back and they bought all my books we sold out then I left <laughs> then I started getting emails I read your book on leadership and I realized that Islam is not the answer you open my eyes 
I made a commitment to Jesus, but I cannot tell my family because I will be thrown out of my family. I will lose my marriage. But I just wrote you to tell you that I made a commitment to Christ. No imposition. Impact. No imposition. I didn't impose when my beliefs were on them. My beliefs came out in my principles. Do you know what they kept saying to me? Where did you learn this? And I'd say, I had a young rabbi as a mentor. This is amazing information you have. Yes, my rabbi was a Jewish mentor. He mentored me. Number five. The goal is to create what? Reason, not rejection. This is very complicated here. I'll talk about this later on. But appeal to people's reasons. Every human being on earth has a reason to believe what they believe. And if you ignore their reason, they will not listen to you. They will reject you. Do you understand what I just said? Someone says, I'm an atheist. Don't ignore that. There's a reason why they believe they, what they believe. So what to do is ask them, why are you an atheist? You never even thought to ask the question, did you? You want to attack them right away. You know, God made the earth and the heavens. Who do you think created you? No, 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 no. Like, the guy has a reason why he don't believe in God. So ask him. What's the reason? You came to this conclusion. And this answer may blow your mind. And after he explained to you, you'll stop believing with God also. I've had atheists talk to me. And when they told me why they became non-believers, I said, I agree with you, brother. That experience you had, I don't believe in God either. If I was you, you don't know either what the people have been through. This guy's mother was killed in front of him. Raped and killed. He was seven years old and she told him that God loves her and loves him. And he watched her get killed and raped. The guy says, I told God, go to hell. There's no God. Because my God didn't save my mother. I said, I see why you don't believe in God. I, I, I understand. All of a sudden he liked me. I said, if I was you, I wouldn't believe in God either, man. Because God abandoned your family. So we became friends. Became a believer two years later out of the friendship. I'm a prostitute. Why? What's the reason? How'd you become a street woman? How'd you become a homosexual prostitute, young man? How, why do you sell your body to other men? There's a reason. Ask them. That's how you influence people. <laughs> Write this down. The goal is to win friends, not converts. What did I say? That's what you want to do. When you go to work tomorrow, you don't want to go there and win no converts to Christ. Wrong approach. You want to win friends. 
The Bible says the wounds of a friend are faithful. That means once you become a friend with someone, you can rebuke them and they'll thank you. If you're my friend, I'll listen to you. If you're my friend, you gain my confidence. And if I confide in you, I will tell you my reasons. I'll open up to you. Every person that Jesus influenced, he made them a friend first. Can I have some water, please? He knew this woman had five husbands. He knew before he met her. Never brought it up. Can I have some water, please? He met these fishermen. He never said, I am God. I can walk on the water. Watch this. No. He said, caught any fish? How did you all do today? And listen, their problem was what? No fish. So he talked about what? Fish. Her problem was what? No water. He talked about what? Water. I didn't ask you about God. Why are you offering me God? I can't pay my light bill. Let's talk about bills. Do you understand? You make a friend when you become interested in their interests. I just gave you a key. He didn't write it down. I'm going to say it again. You make a friend when you become interested in the other person's interests. I walked into an office today, I was on a radio program this morning, and after the radio program, I went to, I was taken to meet the, the new general manager of this media house, and a uh, nice young man, and he's the most powerful man in that particular organization down there, and so I right away I said, I got to make him my friend. So I walked into the place, and I said, good morning, he said, good morning, and I sat there for 30 minutes asking him questions about himself. By the time I finished, he was following me out the door, didn't want me to leave. Why? Because it wasn't about me. Some people can't wait to leave your presence because we are irritations, man. Make a friend before I make a convert. And it may take two years for them to believe you. Did you know that Jesus Christ never made an altar call? Never. He spoke to thousands of people. Never made an altar call. Matter of fact, he never spoke to them plainly. He spoke in these little parables that they couldn't understand. Then he left. <laughs> and one time the disciples became so upset at him for doing that, they said, Why? Do you speak to people in parables? I speak to us plainly. He said, because they ain't ready to hear yet. <laughs> Most of the people you meet, they ain't interested in your testimony. They ain't ready to hear. They're, they're looking for a friend, that's all. Some of them to talk about their interests. Influence. When I walk into a prime minister's office, oh man, you got to watch me at work. My wife see me at work sometimes. I walk in there, prime minister greet me. Dr. Manu, sit down. I sit down. And I start talking to him. 
uh, sir, uh, how's your family? Oh, fine. My wife is fine. I got four children. Good. How old are they? Five, seven, and six. Great. Uh, so where do they go to school? And in two minutes, I'm in his house. In his mind. Never talked about me or why I came there. One hour later, he's opening up every his life to me. And I ask him, so why did you enter politics? What was your motivation? I want to help my country. What did you do before that? I was a, a teacher. Great. Oh, you're in education. I'm in education too. So how's the education system in your country? Every one of them want me to come back right now. All leaders of hate, states have met. I'm going back to them again, over and over again. Why? Because they like me. And they're coming to the kingdom just like flies. You don't attack people you want to help. You love them. Creator love had no man than this. You lay your life down for these people. Forget your life and lay it down. Lay it down. Work on theirs. Influence. Principles of uh, presentation. How do you present yourself to people? This is practical. Number one, understand their concepts. If you're going into politics, you better study politics. Understand the concepts of politics. You're going into law, understand law, the concepts of law. If you're going into medicine, understand medicine. You're going into mechanics, understand mechanics. You're going into education, you're going into the sports world, you better understand the concepts in that area. Number two, never confuse truth with scripture text. The way you influence people is not quoting scripture. You know, somehow we believe that the actual sentence is the word of God. And that's not true. <laughs> the truth is the principle in the sentence. <laughs> you get Spanish Bibles. English Bibles, French Bibles, Portuguese Bibles, Mandarin Bibles. You got all these different Bibles. So if the text is holy, then we got a problem here. Truth is not in text. It's in the principle. That's why I could teach a group of Muslim judges and never mention Jesus out loud or refer to scripture and teach them everything in the Bible. And they say, where did you get this wisdom from? Don't confuse truth with scripture text. For God so loved the world that he died for you. Man, that's John 3.16. They don't want to hear that. You tell them another statement. Do you know, are you happy with your life? Do you know why you were born? I believe you were born for a reason and just like no car is known better than the manufacturer knows it, I believe that someone created you and they know you better than anyone else. That's for God to love the world. They can identify with a manufacturer. If Christ came to earth today and was talking, he'll talk 
he'd talk about, about Twitter. He'd be tweeting all the time. He'd be hashtagging. We are so hung up on text that we even sound silly. Have you ever heard someone prophesy today in these churches? You ever heard them prophesy? It's incredible. They prophesy in 16th century English. Yea, I the Lord thy God said unto thee that thou shalt not do this. Yes, yea, 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 yea. Shut up, man. That is not what you're supposed to say in the 21st century. Yea, thou the Lord sayest comes from the 16th century. It didn't come from heaven. It came from England. That's the way they spoke back then. So here you are, you speak English, you know, God says that we shouldn't do this. No, just say that. Don't say, I, the Lord thy God, say that thou shalt not do this thing that thou art about to do. Say it, the Lord, amen. Listen, it's the same thing. Don't do it. Why are you shifting back into the 16th century to make yourself sound spiritual? I wonder why they call you archaic. Because you are. Do you understand what I'm saying? The truth is not in the, it, the truth is in the text. It is not the text. And so when you're sharing and you're in there, you could actually quote scripture every word you say and they wouldn't even know you're saying it. Go after the principle, at least in number three. Never confuse semantics with substance. You know, we, we so hung up on on the actual words of the Bible, we miss the actual substance of the statement. Thank you for listening to our podcast. I believe it's going to impact you all with our Lord Jesus. Peace.